<laughs> Welcome into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Stephen Cernan. My guy, Dusty Likens, help me keep this thing moving. Today, we are here until 10 a.m. And at 10 a.m., you will immediately hear the Arrowhead Pride tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Pete Sweeney, Mike Wickett, take you right up to kickoff of the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Me and Dusty Likens will be headed out to Arrowhead right when we get off the air to go cover the game. Go check out Lamar Jackson in person. Yes, I'm very excited about my guy, Lamar. He ain't lying. Uh, we do have a little bit of good news for Chiefs fans before we dive into the matchups. Was reported this morning by uh, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter that while Eric Berry is unlikely to play today against the Baltimore Ravens, the Chiefs are expecting that he will be able to play this week as the Chiefs have a Thursday night matchup at Arrowhead Stadium against the Los Angeles Chargers. So very good news there for Chiefs fans. Hopefully we will see Eric Berry in action later on this week. We know the Chiefs can absolutely use him. Uh, Ian Rapport also reported this morning that the that Alex Smith, they watched in ours, are unsure as to whether or not Alex Smith will be ready for the start of the 2019 season as he is still battling an infection due to his uh, gruesome leg injury that he's had multiple surgeries on now. So uh, best wishes to Alex Smith. Hope that he does make a recovery and he is able to be ready to go by the start of next season. But let's go ahead and get into the matchups. If I can open up my computer and we're off. The New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is in play today. I'm serious. Uh, you probably heard Paul Chargian on uh, Show and Vern earlier this week on Thursday. He told you about how Josh Allen has just been the highest scoring player in fantasy football over the last two weeks. Yes, that's right, Josh Allen. Josh bleeping Allen. He's sneaky athletic. Dude can scoot. And the Jets are a bad defense. They've given up multiple passing touchdowns in eight of their last nine games. And Josh Allen has got the big arm. We know that. But Josh Allen's got a little bit of a motor that we weren't really expecting. We knew he's athletic, but the dude can flat out run. Like he is at he is he is adding rushing yards is just a huge element of his game, so he can put up points that way. And he's got he's got some sneaky weapons. Like I, I I'm not condoning starting a ton of Buffalo Bills because I think their offense is still garbage, but they're intriguing at least if you're desperate. I find it hard to believe that you're that desperate at this point in the season. If you've made the fantasy playoffs, I can't imagine you're doing it with somebody like like Josh Allen at quarterback. But if you are absolutely desperate for whatever reason, he can probably be in play. I also like Zay Jones. He's uh, somehow third in the NFL in his team's target share. He's got three touchdowns the last three weeks, and they cut two wide receivers last week. So he's going to get even more targets. He's the most targeted wide receiver that they have. And he played the Jets a couple of weeks ago. And he had 93 yards and a touchdown. Also had a very good game last week. He had two touchdowns. So I actually like Zay Jones. Like if you uh, if you happen to be one of the poor souls who played Derrick Henry this week, like if Derrick Henry actually made it into your fantasy postseason and you actually played against him, Zay Jones is the type of guy that could try to help you get out of that deficit. He's He's obviously going to be a deep league flyer because he's a Buffalo Bill. But he's got the type of potential against a terrible Jets secondary that can help you try to carve into that deficit that you're already facing if you went against Derrick Henry on Thursday. But 
Sorry, as the Jets go. And you can, I, I mean, I guess, and LaShawn McCoy is in play too because the Jets are a terrible run defense. But uh, but as I said, a, a, unless I am in that that desperate fashion, I, I, I don't really want to start any Bills. But you could. Those are the three guys that you could take a shot on. As far as the uh, New York Jets go, um, I'm not playing any of them, a, including Isaiah Crowell, Elijah McGuire. Elijah McGuire is just not going to get up for it to be in anybody's lineup. Isaiah Crowell is just not a good football player. And the Bills are pretty good against running backs. Not, not great, but pretty good. So I don't I don't trust either one of those guys. I don't trust any any Jets pass catcher. And, and Chris Herndon's been a decent play at the tight end, but the Bills are really good against the position. So I really don't want anything to do with any of the New York Jets. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers at the Cleveland Browns. I know Dusty Likens is starting Baker Mayfield today. And I love my guy Baker, too. He had 397 yards and a touchdown last week. He continues to trend up in the passing game. Prior to that, he had had multiple touchdowns in four straight games. He's got multiple touchdowns in five of six because he only had the one touchdown pass last week, but he almost broke 400 yards. Panthers have allowed 14 passing touchdowns over the last five games. Their secondary is bad. I I like this matchup a lot for Baker Mayfield. I think he has potential. I do condone starting my guy Baker today. Panthers have given up a rushing touchdown in four straight games. So I also like Nick Chubb, although they've been pretty good against running backs. They don't give up a ton of yards, but when you get inside the five, they certainly give up red zone scores to the running back. So I like Nick Chubb a lot today. I do not like Duke Johnson as he is just losing snaps now. He barely played last week, and we assume that he's healthy. He's just He just hasn't been much of a factor. He had, he had a couple of really good games when Freddie Kitchens first took over as offensive coordinator, but since then, they've just been moving more and more away from him. Duke Johnson should absolutely not be in your lineup. I do like Jarvis Landry, though, as the uh, Panthers have been getting torched, absolutely torched by slot wide receivers all season, so it was a very nice matchup for Jarvis Landry, so I am playing him today. And Antonio Callaway is another one of those guys that you can take a deep league flyer on if you are absolutely desperate. He had a good game last week. He fumbled on the one-yard line of what would have been like a 70-yard touchdown, but in that, he had a pretty solid game. They've been getting him more and more worked in. Uh, he, obviously, he's inconsistent. He's rookie. He's a uh, pretty raw wide receiver, so I'm not starting him unless I am absolutely desperate. David Njoku, despite his inconsistency, is a lock for me because the Panthers are a bottom 10 against tight ends. They're one of the worst defense, one of the worst defenses against the position in the NFL. So David Njoku at a garbage position, the tight end position we know all season long, David Njoku has to be in your lineup. It's a nice matchup for Cam. What's What's been up and down lately, but the uh, Browns secondary is broken from injuries. They've struggled in, against quarterbacks in general all year. So deploy Cam Newton with confidence. Christian McCaffrey is obviously in your lineup. DJ Moore's been on, been the Panthers' most consistent wide receiver, I guess, but that's not really saying that much. So I, I, I'm not really looking at Panthers' wide receivers all that much just because you don't know what you're going to get. Devin Funches, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, they're all pretty inconsistent. Moore gets the most targets, but he just doesn't do a ton with them. Ian Thomas filling in for the uh, injured Greg Olson, who is done for the year. Browns are really bad against tight ends. They've been getting lit up by tight ends all season, so Ian Thomas is another guy. That if you're desperate, if your tight ends are just terrible and they've been terrible all year, but you somehow made it to the postseason, which is my problem in a lot of leagues. I got David and Joku and Trey Burton in a lot of fantasy leagues. Ian Thomas is a guy that you could take a look at. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons at the Green Bay Packers. I dig this matchup. I dig this matchup a lot. I love my guy Aaron Rodgers. Someone asked me this week if they should play Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck. There, there, there was a time where 
you know, it, it was always Rodgers, but Andrew Luck has been the much better quarterback this season, but I actually am playing Rodgers over Luck this week just because the matchup is that good. We know Atlanta's a terrible defense. We know they've been giving up points all year long, and Green Bay finally doesn't have Mike McCarthy. Now, now we, can, we can sit here and argue as to whether or not Mike McCarthy was the whole problem or if Aaron Rodgers is the problem, but we know for a fact that Aaron Rodgers is their franchise quarterback. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen, and we would expect him to bounce back because we know he's probably going to be doing a lot of the play calling himself. Joe Philbin's not going to challenge Aaron Rodgers, so it's 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 Aaron Rodgers' game. Like like this is the game for him to step up. So I love him going against one of the one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They give up points to everybody. Obviously, Devontae Adams is in your lineup, and Aaron Jones I think is in for an absolutely monster game. Falcons are one of the worst teams in the NFL against running backs through the air or on the ground. Aaron Jones can do it all for them. Love Aaron Jones today. And I actually kind of like Jimmy Graham. I know I know he's been terrible lately, uh, especially with the uh, thumb injury, but Atlanta's a terrible defense. Yet, yet again, another terrible defense against tight ends. So I do like Jimmy Graham a little bit today. Matt Ryan has been streaky this year, but he's uh, he's had a pretty tough schedule over the last month. But he can easily go for 300 yards against the Packers. Packers defense is hurt, and they give up multiple touchdown passes to every quarterback who is reasonable on the year. Julio Jones is clearly a lock. Calvin Ridley, uh, it's a little bit more of a dart throw. Since his uh, early season touchdown explosion, he just doesn't really get targets now. Like, you, you can't count on him to get 50 yards. Like, basically, he's a touchdown-dependent wide receiver. So I'm not really willing to take a risk on Calvin Ridley this week. It's not a great matchup for him. The Packers have been pretty good against number two wide receivers. Uh, Austin Hooper is a play. Of course, the of course they're terrible. Uh, the tight end position is obviously terrible, but Austin Hooper is going to get a little bit of volume. So I, I think you can take a look at him. I would still rather play a guy like David Njoku over Austin Hooper, but if you're hurting at the tight end position, certainly put Austin Hooper in as he's been a, a, a decent tight end at a horrible position this year. Uh, Tevin Coleman and Edo Smith scare the unholy hell out of me. Tevin Coleman's been under four yards per carry a ton this year, and Edo Smith is getting more and more work. Tevin Coleman's getting less, but neither one of them is doing anything with any of the work. So I'm staying away from both of them in every possible format because they they just scare me. I, I just don't think, like, Tevin Coleman every week, if he gets into the end zone, that's basically all you're hoping for is, like, six or seven points. I, I just that That's just not how you win in the fantasy postseason. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens at the Kansas City Chiefs. Mar Jackson, of course, is set up for a nice game. As we uh, we know, his rushing ability can be a game changer. And the Chiefs defense just gives up points to everybody. So I, I like this game for Lamar. But it was reported just a little while ago uh, by Adam Schefter that Andy Reid says that he expects Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson to get playing time today. Joe Flacco did practice all week. And they're listing him, supposedly listing him, as the number two quarterback behind Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson will get the start, but they might mix in Flacco. So, so that... That could be devastating for fantasy owners who are banking on Lamar Jackson being the starting quarterback, getting a lot of rushing work out of him, and hopefully getting some air yards from him. But if for some reason they're mixing Joe Flacco in to be like a passing down quarterback and Lamar Jackson is the rushing quarterback, that could that could really hurt his fantasy value. So so you might you might tend to fade Lamar Jackson. I know everybody's been really high on him this week, and this is this on paper is a great matchup for him. But if they're going to split time with him and Joe Flacco, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, but but it, it scares me. It scares me a lot. Uh, I still like Gus Edwards, though. 
He's gonna get all. He's gonna get all the carries. Uh, Chiefs are bad against running backs, but gen- generally, the the thing that would scare me about this matchup for the Ravens is that if the Chiefs find a way to get up a couple scores early, like they get a turnover, they get a sack or something like that, and Patrick Mahomes scores quick, it's not going to be quite as easy for them to lean on the running game as they as they have the past couple of weeks with Lamar Jackson. So that does scare me, but I still like Gus because he's going to get all the carries. And I really, really like Ty Montgomery today. Chiefs are absolutely terrible against pass-catching running backs. They have been all season. Think, think a few weeks back when the Chiefs played the Cleveland Browns, Duke Johnson had 78 yards and two touchdowns against Kansas City through the air. I think that's Ty Montgomery's potential today against Kansas City, especially if they get up early. Ty Montgomery's going to get all the passing work because Gus Edwards just isn't a pass catching back. As far as the Chiefs go, obviously this offense is going to look very different today, but Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree Kill are all in your lineup. Even, even though it's a very, very tough matchup, the Ravens are virtually elite in every defensive category that there is. You have to start those three guys for sure. I'm not really, I'm not willing to risk my fantasy season on Chris Conley. I did pick him up in multiple leagues to keep other people from getting him. He's definitely worth being on your roster. I just wouldn't play him this week. It's a very tough, tough matchup. He's probably going to see a lot of Jimmy Smith. Tyreek Hill, if Tyreek Hill plays a lot in the slot today, he should see a lot of Brandon Carr, who was maybe the Ravens' only exploitable cornerback. He's still been very good, but... I mean, he, ha- he he doesn't play a lot of wide receivers like Tyreek Hill. So I still like Tyreek Hill today. I still like the Chiefs' offensive weapons. Um, I don't like Spencer Ware at all. Uh, Spencer Ware is going to be a guy that you want to put in your lineup moving forward. I don't think I want to play him this year, though. The Ravens are only giving up 3.4 yards per carry, and only one running back has more than 64 rushing yards since week two against the Ravens. It was Joe Mixon. It took him like 25 carries just to get like 80-something yards. Uh, I-, I think you ride with the elite guys in this one, but... The, uh, the uh, deeper play guys, I think, are on my bench this week. Uh, we, need a, we need a quick timeout. Uh, when we get back, we will speak with Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. Protein House Heat with the Purpose text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions and I will answer those throughout the show. Uh, coming up this Friday, December 14th, it's Dante Hall at Big Whiskeys. It's our last one of the year. It is the must-see hour of sports radio show. And Vern will be joined by Dante Hall, former Kansas City Chief guy we all know and love at big whiskeys and lee summit those uh those shows are very fun dante hall's got a great personality it's always a lot of fun he's always uh he's always willing to hang out with the people he's always willing to chat you up maybe sign a couple autographs for you so come out to big whiskeys lee summit and hang out with show and Vern as they will be joined by dante hall for the entire noon hour but right now we are joined by my guy brian johnson of fanball.com you can follow him on twitter at btxj Happy fantasy postseason, Brian. How are we doing today? It's it's fairly happy on my end. Not I'm not in all the playoffs, but uh, in some, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. All right, how are you doing, Steve? Oh, I'm wonderful. I I'm only in one fantasy postseason, but it's the one that really matters to me. So so I am I am okay there with it. I, I struggled in the rest of my leagues this year. Um, but Brian, I know we uh we generally try to focus on the matchups that we have on our plate today, but obviously Derrick Henry went off 
on Thursday night. So I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious how you would uh, strategize that today. Like if you, if you happen to be the guy who just so happens to be going up against Derrick Henry in the fantasy postseason. Granted, that team you're probably playing isn't that great because Derrick Henry didn't make the postseason for a lot of fantasy teams. Uh, but if you did wind up being in that monster hole that Derrick Henry dug you on Thursday night, what would be your strategy today to try to dig yourself out of it? Well, it's all about, you know, your, your high upside players, but uh, those guys generally come with the lower floor. But if you're facing Derrick Henry, you almost have nothing to lose at this point. Uh, unless you're rolling out, you know, Gurley and McCaffrey and Barkley uh, on your team all at once. But, uh, yeah, you just got to, when you're looking at your start decisions, you just got to say who's got the, you know, who's got the highest ceiling here. And uh, granted, they could lay Duse, but, uh, you know, the big play guys, that's what you're going for, not the safe floors. You know, the, the guys are going to get you 10 to 15 points. You need the guys who are going to get you 20 plus or five. So you just gotta you gotta weigh your your options, but yeah, you just gotta go go all for, all or nothing if you're uh, facing an uphill struggle like uh, the, the Henry opponents. And God bless you if you're out there. They're not they're not many, but there are some. And uh, I feel your pain. Yeah, it's uh, not literally. I'm not facing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, it, it reminded me of the year that uh, I was devastated by one of my favorite players when Jamal Charles just had five touchdowns against the Raiders and eliminated me from the fantasy postseason. That's what it felt like oh, if yeah, you yeah. went up against Derrick Henry this Tennessee week. Too. Yeah. I don't know if you remember uh, Drew Bennett and the Billy Bullock uh, show that happened like 10 years ago in the last few weeks. I was totally insane. It's always Tennessee with these anomaly games. But, uh, so yeah. Just, uh, just for Henry next week, he's, you know, he's, gonna, he's not going to do that again, trust me. <laughs> yes. No, he, that, that is going to be his best game of his entire career. Um, so the Packers did move on from Mike McCarthy this week. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, we've, uh, we've talked about his struggles quite a bit this year. He has not been the elite fantasy quarterback that we all know and love. Uh, but how do we project Aaron Rodgers throughout the fantasy postseason uh, without Mike McCarthy, as we expect that he's probably going to have a lot more influence over the offense? Yeah, you would think uh, it can only get better, but maybe it can only get worse. You know, I mean, that, that team is still, uh, there's a lot of dysfunction there. Uh, Rodgers is happy, that's for sure, but it kind of feels like if Rodgers is happy, then no one else is happy, and then vice versa. It doesn't seem like he's very well liked, but but the main thing really is uh, I think Aaron Jones is finally going to get you know, bell cow usage that he's never got. And we've all heard the gripes about it. But uh, I think the Packers' offense will play better, but I don't know if it's going to drastically improve. I think their season's pretty much dead. But uh, today will be certainly a telltale sign of how uh, things will go moving forward because if they don't uh, put up points against that Atlanta defense, then um, you might want to be playing your options at quarterback if you're advanced in the post, uh, fantasy postseason with Rodgers as your QB1. Yeah, I did. I, I asked somebody asked me this week if I sh- if they should start Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck. Um, I, I think the matchup this week is just too good for Rodgers, and I'm hoping that he bounces back. But I would definitely start Luck moving forward. But I think I'm rolling Rodgers this week just because the matchup's so good on paper. Um, how do you, Brian? There's a lot of uh, replacement running backs that are probably going to be in action today. I'm curious how uh, how you rank them, or if there's a guy that you like particularly more more than the other. When we're talking about a Jeff Wilson, a Jalen Samuels, Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler, and like Spencer Ware. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of cheap uh, chalk options out there in DFS and then in those names. And then uh, those are the guys that people are going to be 
<laughs> rolling out in the seasonal lineups uh, today. I think Justin Wilson probably feels like the safest one because there's not much competition for touches, it seems. Uh, Justin Jackson and Eckler seem like they're going to eat into each other's production. Uh, who am I blanking on? The other guy, he oh, uh, Samuels. Yeah. As not worried, unless you're on Yahoo where he's tight end eligible, I believe, which is absolutely nuts. But uh, I think Ridley plays a little more of a role than people expect him to in that game. Uh, Samuel should certainly produce, but I like him uh, more in PPR formats. But uh, in standard and non-PPR, or I'm sorry, in standard and PPR, I think Justin Wilson seems like the safest bet because he should be in line for 15-ish touches today uh, with not yeah. much competition in that backfield. So I'll go with him. Yeah, Jalen Samuels, if you are in a Yahoo League, I am absolutely putting him in my tight end slot because unless you have yeah, Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that much guaranteed volume from a tight end. So absolutely put him in your nope. tight end slot if you've got him. Uh, can we trust Tyler Boyd or Joe Mixon throughout the fantasy playoffs with as banged up as those bang- as that Bengals offense is? I think you can Well, trust as a <laughs> – usually put, but uh, I trust Boyd a little more than Mixon. It's because just looking at his game log uh, since A.J. Green went down and then since Dalton went down, still has like a, a very safe 10, 11-point PPR floor. He's still getting 7, 8, 9, 10 targets per game and should continue to get that. Um, and granted, Jeff Driscoll's throwing the ball, and who knows, it might be someone else because uh, he struggled mightily last week, but I don't know. Mixon's got nowhere to go, basically. And uh, since he's going to be chasing points, uh, basically every game they have <laughs> remaining on their schedule. So uh, I like. I think Boyd is still a, a safe wide receiver three at least. But yeah, he, both of their stock has dropped immensely in redraft, sadly. Yeah, I've got a lot of stock in Joe Mixon. It is it is frustrating because the Bengals' defense is just so bad. It seems like every week, even if he is having a good game, they instantly go have to go away from the run because they're just down two scores right out of the gate. Yep, no doubt. Uh, so another key loss this week. We lost Emmanuel Sanders. He went down in practice with a torn Achilles. Uh, I don't really see a reason to start another Broncos wide receiver the rest of the season. That's just me personally, but uh, I'm curious how you think it can impact a guy like Philip Lindsay. Yeah, uh, they, it's gonna. You can see more stacked boxes uh, without a doubt. Without Sanders, I mean, he he commanded attention uh, from safeties, and uh, now those all that attention, uh, gonna, I should say, extra attention. Of course, he commanded attention from safeties, but all that attention can go to Lindsay now. And this doesn't bode well for Court and Sutton either. Yeah, he'll see some more targets, but he really needed Sanders uh, running out of the scenes and uh, sometimes on the boundaries as well. So basically the stock has gone down for Lindsay, but he's still uh, an elite option in my mind. So no way he falls below an RB2, but it's not good for the entire team. I've got to say, right? And then, Brian, who is your uh, fanball.com sleeper today? I got two real quick. Ian Thomas, Carolina tight end, uh, had a good game last week. It's a great matchup against Cleveland today. Uh, dirt cheap on fanball. And then Kendrick Bourne, uh, wide receiver on the 49ers. Marquise Goodwin is coming back, but uh, Bourne will see a lot of looks in three receivers since. And, uh, he had about seven targets. Uh, I think he caught six of them last week. He is also dirt cheap on fanball. So uh, those are two guys on teams that will be chasing points and see should see some significant run. Well, Carolina won't be chasing points, but they'll be scoring points against Cleveland, without a doubt. All right. You can follow him on Twitter at BTXJ. Thank you very much, Brian. Hopefully we will uh, advance to the uh, next round, and we will talk to you next week.
We'll talk regardless. Thanks, Stephen. Good yep. Chiefs. Thank you very much, Brian. Fanball.com. Uh, Going to hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, we will get back into some matchups. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. Dusty Likens is very stressed out about his fantasy playoff matchup. Makes everybody a little crazy this time of year. Trust me, I, I have a uh, I have a buy in one of my main leagues this week, so I am very happy about that as I had Patrick Mahomes, and this is his toughest matchup of the season going against the Baltimore Ravens and their elite defense, so I am very happy that I have a bye this week. And I don't have to stress out the way Dusty Likens is. Uh, But we've got a ton of matchups that we still have to get to because I keep rambling. So let's get back into those. The Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. I'm not playing Tom Brady in any leagues this week. For some reason, they really struggle at Miami. He's like 1-4 in his last five games at Miami. And they they don't have... Uh, The Dolphins don't even have Xavier Howard this week, who is their best cornerback. And I still don't want anything to do with Brady staying away from touchdown Tommy. I do like Josh Gordon, though. He's uh, he's been Josh Gordon's been really solid since he's been with the Patriots. He's just been he hasn't been incredible. He hasn't been like a, a, a lock wide receiver one, but he's just been really consistent. He's been really solid. I really like Josh Gordon today as the Dolphins are playing without their top cover corner. I think Josh Gordon is in for a big game. I just I think Tom Brady is is fully capable of having a big game in this one. But Tom Brady just hasn't been very good this year, at least least in terms of fantasy. So I'm staying away from Tom Brady, but I do think Josh Gordon's going to get a ton of looks today. Uh, So I think he'll be able to do some damage. Still like Julian Edelman. I think he's going to get a ton of targets, of course. Um, And and I I like Gronk. I guess I like all the Patriots' weapons. I just don't like Tom Brady all that much. Still love Sony Michelle. Dolphins are terrible against running backs. And the Patriots make sure Sony Michelle gets at least 20 touches per game. Uh, even with Rex Burkhead back in the mix, people were afraid Rex Burkhead was going to take work away from James White and Sony Michelle. He's taking more work away from James White than he is Sony Michelle. They're still making sure that Sony Michelle gets 20 touches per game. So I still like Sony Michelle a lot in a very good matchup. Uh, and James White's losing a little bit of work, but he's just been too consistent all year long to, to completely bench, especially in PPR leagues. So I'm still starting James White in most formats. Uh, I don't like any Miami Dolphin. Kenny Stills, I guess, is, is a dart throw. He's uh, he's much more effective with Ryan Tannehill behind center. So if you believe in that at all, you could take a dart throw on Kenny Stills. Other than that, I'm not starting another Dolphin, and I'm not wasting any time talking about it. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston has multiple passing touchdowns in three straight. The... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers legitimately have a prolific offense. They've just got a horrific defense. The Saints' pass defense isn't really that great. So I do love Mike Evans. Uh, I like Chris Godwin a lot. He's been a monster when Deshaun Jackson has not been in the lineup. Hopefully that uh, spells good things for him moving forward in the next season and the rest of this year. Uh, so, so I like Chris Godwin. I think he's a start for me. And same goes for Adam Humphreys. Uh, Adam Humphreys is just effective with Jameis Winston at quarterback. So as long as Jameis Winston doesn't throw like three interceptions in the first half, Adam Humphreys and Chris Godwin should be in for good games along with Mike Evans. 
I don't love Cameron Brait, though. The Saints have been fantastic against tight ends all year. Uh, and if you're starting Peyton Barber in the fantasy playoffs, you deserve to lose. Of course, Drew Brees is in your lineup along with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And hear me out on Traquan Smith. Now, I can't think of another wide receiver who's been <laughs> this big of a boomer bust guy in a while. I, I Traquan Smith, I've got him in multiple leagues. I started him one week. He had zero catches, didn't even get a single target. Then the following, the following week, he had 10 catches, like 140 yards and a touchdown. Like he, he's, he's been that up and down. But as we were talking about with Brian Johnson, if you're playing against Derrick Henry, you got to try to be a little bit bold. You got to try to take some shots because you got to find a way to dig yourself out of that hole. And this is a Traquan Smith game. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay secondary is one of the worst in the NFL. They've given up 18 wide receiver touchdowns this season. They've given up a touchdown in every single game to a wide receiver. Mark Ingram. So so I like Traquan Smith a lot. Mark Ingram, I think, is also in for a good matchup today. The Bucs are bad on all levels of defense. So if the Saints get up big in this one, then I think it could be a Mark Ingram game. I think you still have to play him because I think he's just going to have an opportunity to get a lot of carries at the end of this game. And the Saints the Saints have something to prove. I, I mean, they got, they got dominated by the Dallas Cowboys last week. The Saints are going to come back out in a big way. I like the Saints a lot in this one. <laughs> the New York Giants at the Washington R's. Ugh. Holy hell, I do not want any part of this game. No Odell today. He's got uh, some type of leg contusion, so they just decided to sit him to uh, ruin everybody's fantasy playoff matchup. And I, I don't want any part of, of, of any offensive weapon in this game outside of Saquon Barkley and and, uh, and Adrian Peterson for the uh, R's. Because Sterling Shepard, like you would think, Sterling Shepard's obviously going to take over with the bulk of the target share. And, and you know, I saw earlier on Twitter that when he, when he starts and Odell Beckham is out, he's getting like eight or nine targets per game. But he has just been terrible this season. He has just been terrible. He, ha- he hasn't scored more than 37 receiving yards in five consecutive games. Evan Ingram is banged up again. He- he's going to play today, but he hasn't been healthy all year, and he's been brutal. So I-, I don't want any part of it, and I certainly don't want any part of Eli Manning. So so start Saquon Barkley. I'm staying away from everybody else, including Sterling Shepard. As far as Washington goes, I mean, they're just as bad. Mark Mark Sanchez is starting at quarterback today. Uh, most of their wide receivers are hurt. They're... they're- they don't have a pass catcher who's worth taking the time on, and that includes Jordan Reed. I'm not starting anyone on that offense. I do like Adrian Peterson a lot, though. The Giants, since trading Snacks Harrison, have been one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, and Adrian Peterson is just going to get a ton of carries with Mark Sanchez behind center. So I like Mark. I like Adrian Peterson a lot. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Still love Andrew Luck this week after uh, his trash outing last week where he got shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars. In week four, he went for over 400 yards and four touchdowns against the Texans. And the Texans' defense has been really good against quarterbacks this year. Aside from Andrew Luck, they've also had one of the worst schedules in the NFL against opposing quarterbacks. Like They've, they've just played a ton of trash quarterbacks all season. So I don't know that I'm really buying into the uh, you know Texans elite defense. I know they can get after the quarterback. I know they can force turnovers and things like that. But Andrew Luck has generally done pretty well against the Texans. I This is a, a divisional matchup. T.Y. killed it in week four. So I still like T.Y. a lot, even though it looks like a tough matchup on paper. And I love Eric Ebron. Texans are one of the worst teams in the NFL against tight ends. Eric Ebron is getting is getting. All of the targets with no Jack Doyle. Eric Ebron is a legit top five tight end. 
Love Eric Ebron a lot today. I don't want any part of Marlon Mack or Hines in this one. Uh, they're, they're both just splitting carries. They've both been pretty ineffective recently, and the Texans have been absolutely elite against running backs all year long, so I am benching both of those guys today. Lamar Miller has been really good lately, but he didn't do much against the Colts earlier this year, and the Colts have quietly been very good against the run as well. They haven't played a ton of really tough running backs, but uh, Lamar Miller just isn't going to be in my lineup today. I think he's he, he's been good this season, and, and in most season-long formats, you probably can't risk sitting him, but I don't like this matchup for him at all. And Deshaun Watson's obviously in your lineup. The, uh, the Colts have actually been pretty good against opposing quarterbacks too, but similar to the Texans, they've just had a really easy schedule against opposing quarterbacks. They've played a lot of trash opposing quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson had a good game against them in week four on the other side of the ball. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously a lock. I don't like Kiki and I don't like Demarius Thomas much because they've been inconsistent and they just aren't getting enough of the target share for me to start either one of them with any type of confidence. So I am staying away from them. But get Deshaun Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins in your lineup, clearly. (laughs) The Cincinnati Bengals at the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Justin Jackson has some really big potential today. The Bengals' defense is absolutely garbage. That team is mailing the rest of the season in. They're they're hurt everywhere. I think they have the most players on IR of any team in the NFL. Like, they have just been absolutely decimated by injury. Uh, Justin Jackson is expected to split carries with Austin Eckler. They did. They they both got a lot of time but uh, last week, but Justin Jackson was far more effective than Eckler. And, uh, I mean, they said, the Chargers said earlier this week that Eckler's just kind of wearing down. He's a, uh, he's not a guy that's used to carrying that full heavy workload. And so it seems like Justin Jackson is set up for a nice game today. I like Justin Jackson a lot, but he will split a little bit of time with Austin Eckler. Like Keenan Allen as well. Uh, as we know, the Bengals secondary is absolutely garbage, and Keenan Allen runs a majority of his snaps out of the slot. Bengals are one of the worst teams in the NFL against slot wide receivers, and Keenan Allen's got a touchdown in four straight games. So I like Keenan Allen a lot today. We're still staying away from the Williams brothers. Uh, can't trust Mike or Tyrell. Neither one of them gets enough targets. They're both wildly inconsistent, touchdown-dependent wide receivers. I am not willing to take a risk on them. And, of course, Phillip Rivers is a lock in your team. Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon are the only Bengals left worth taking a flyer on. And, and I, I still have hopes for Joe Mixon. The problem with Joe Mixon is that clearly he's been good this season. He, uh, you know, people thought he was going to be a, a fringe running back one. He's been more of a running back two. But part of that is it's not because he's necessarily been inconsistent. It's because the Bengals defense is just so bad. They don't even ever have an opportunity to run the football. So I'm starting Joe Mixon today against a very good Chargers defense, but it's really just because you're, it's going to be hard to find that type of guaranteed volume. He was banged up in practice this week with a foot injury, but he doesn't he didn't carry an injury designation headed into the game. So I would still expect him a full workload, assuming they aren't down like 21 to nothing by the end of the first quarter. Tyler Boyd's going to get all the targets, so I think you have to start him. Obviously, it's a very tough matchup against a very good Chargers secondary but he's just going to get so much volume. Like he he could easily have 15 targets in this game and you just you can't risk benching that because he's going to get so much volume. He's going to get the opportunities to hopefully get one in the end zone. So I think you still have to start Tyler Boyd today. <laughs> I squeeze in one more matchup. Broncos at the 49ers. I do like Jeff Wilson a lot. Uh, I told you any running back in Kyle Shanahan's offense is fantasy relevant. 
doesn't matter who it is. Even against a uh, good Broncos run defense, I still like Jeff Wilson as he will get a lot of guaranteed work. Broncos run defense has actually been very, very good over the last six weeks. But I still think that Kyle Shanahan is just one of the best schemers in the NFL. He will find a way to get Jeff Wilson some numbers. So I like him a lot today. Hopefully you picked him up this week. Uh, but I don't really like any other Niner. Um, you're clearly not playing Nick Mullins. Uh, he does have a couple good games under his belt, but I don't trust him. George Kittle is obviously a lock in your lineup. Dante Pettis has been fantastic the last two weeks, and the Broncos just lost Chris Harris. So, so I actually, if, I, if I'm going to take a shot on any 49er wide receiver, I guess it's Dante Pettis over Marquise Goodwin. Dante Pettis seems to have the best chemistry with Nick Mullins going against an injured Broncos secondary without their best cornerback. So I guess I will I, I will take a shot on Dante Pettis, but I'm, I'm not taking a risk on any other 49ers player. The uh, Broncos lost Emmanuel Sanders this week. It, uh, it it hurts the entire passing game. Like, like you know, with, with Cincinnati, we expect Boyd to get all of the volume. People are expecting that from Cortland Sutton now, but I, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. He's a rookie. He's still a really raw player. I, I think he's going to get a lot of volume, but I just don't know that it's going to translate. Like, I, I don't think that he's – I think that in a couple of years, I think Cortland Sutton's going to be a very, very good wide receiver. I just think he's still developing, and I just don't think he's quite there yet. And as far as Phil goes, you, you, you can't risk benching Phil. He's just been too good. It's one of the uh, – he's averaging over six yards per carry on the season. He's been incredible. He's been one of the best finds of the year. But he's going to see, as Brian Johnson told us, a lot more stacked boxes going up against the 49ers who have been all right against running backs this season. They've got a pretty good front. So you're starting, Phil, but we might have to dial back expectations for Phil a little bit. But uh, we got to hit a quick timeout. When we get back, I will give you my sleeper, streamer, and bust. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. Uh, about 12 minutes away, Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Uh, we've got a ton going on this week. I already told you, Therese Paler Show is going to be at Twin Peaks and Independence tomorrow night. And then Dante Hall, Big Whiskey's on Friday. But on Wednesday is our Ultimate Christmas Party 2018. Uh, it's our salute to our listeners and supporters as we thank them for a great year by throwing the ultimate holiday party while raising money for Noah's Bandage Project. Uh, we're going to have a live band karaoke. Noah's Bandage Project will have all kinds of giveaways. And it's from 6 to 10 at Kansas Hall in Overland Park. And from 6 to 8, we've got a complimentary pizza buffet. So you want to make sure you get there early. Uh, all the, the whole 610 crew will be there hanging out with you guys all night. So definitely stop by. We're going to have a ton of fun. Again, that's at Kansas Hall in Overland Park. It's the Ultimate Christmas Party 2018 to benefit Noah's Bandage Project presented by Twin Peaks. I've got sleepers, streamers, and busts that we will get to here in just a second, but we still got a lot of matchups, so let's try to power through those really quick. Philadelphia at Dallas. Golden Tate finally produced last week. He's still getting a ton of volume. Dougie P just loves him, apparently. Cowboys defense is, of course, very good. Uh, Carson Wentz looked good against the Cowboys in Week 10, so I still like him today. Uh, people are staying away from this game a lot, and, and I, I get it. Da Dallas's defense is very, very good. They just shut down the Saints, one of the best offenses in the NFL, but it's a divisional matchup, and, and Philly and Dallas hate each other. Carson Wentz knows the importance of this matchup, and I think this is a comeback-to-earth game for the Dallas Cowboys because I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are actually as good as everybody thinks they are. 
So I like so I, I like Carson Wentz. I like the Eagles players a lot in this one, even going against a tough one. Golden Tate's going to get a ton of volume. He's been getting more volume than any other Eagles wide receiver since they traded for him. That, of course, hurts Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar, who have been absolutely terrible this the, the over the last several weeks. So, so I think I'm benching Jeffrey and Aguilar. I'm starting Tate because it seems like he's going to get a lot of volume. Zach Ertz is obviously in your lineup. And I still like Josh, Josh Adams, even though he's not involved in the passing game, because it feels like he's just going to be a lock for at least 20 carries. I'm not willing to take a chance on Darren Sproles just yet. I actually like Dak Prescott a lot in this one as well, as he's running the ball more and getting in the end zone on the ground, which heavily elevates his fantasy value. You're obviously playing Zeke. I also really like Amari Cooper because they are force-feeding him the football, and the Eagles secondary is just decimated by injuries. (laughs) The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Oakland Raiders. Of course, start your Steelers. I mean, this is a fantastic matchup for them. So Ben, A.B., and Juju all go against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Steelers are 0-3 against the AFC West this year, which is kind of weird. So if they do find a way to lose this game, they'll be 0-4 against the AFC West. But we don't expect it to be a blowout because the Raiders are a terrible football team. I do like Vance McDonald today as well. He's going to get a lot of volume. The Raiders are absolutely terrible against tight ends. They've given up the most passing touchdowns in the NFL to the position. And Jalen Samuel should probably be in your lineup. I don't... I don't actually believe, like, they're saying that it's going to be a split between him and Stephen Ridley. Uh, Mike Tomlin's just never really done that as a head coach. So it feels like it's something he's just kind of saying, not something he's actually going to do. So I like Jalen Samuels. As we told you earlier, if you've got Jalen Samuels in a Yahoo League and you don't utilize him in that tight end spot, then you deserve to lose this week because he needs to be in your tight end slot. You're never going to get that many guaranteed touches from a tight end. You can essentially put a running back at a regular tight end spot in that in in those leagues. So you have to take advantage of it. The uh, Raiders had a nice offensive output last week against the Chiefs, but that doesn't mean you should start any of them today. I mean, they're still terrible. And remember when the Steelers' defense was one of the worst in the NFL and we said you should start everybody against the Steelers? Well, since the first few weeks of the season, they've actually been really good. They're a top 10 defense now, like top 12 defense in virtually every category. They've been very, very good over the last several weeks. So I am not starting a single Oakland Raider today. (laughs) The Lions at the Cardinals. I do like LeGarrette Blunt this week. Arizona's just so bad against running backs. No carry in Johnson. And he had a, he, he's had a, a decent he had a decent game last week. Had a good game the week before that. I think LeGarrette Blunt's going to get a lot of carries. And I like him against the Cardinals, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL against opposing rushers. Uh, that being said, I don't like Matthew Stafford. I don't like any Lions pass catcher. I mean, I, I love my guy Kenny Galladay. Don't get me wrong. But he's probably going to see a lot of Patrick Peterson today. Patrick Peterson's only given up two touchdowns all season. So it's just an ugly matchup for the Lions. I, I I don't think anybody besides LeGarrette Blunt is worth playing in this game. And the Cardinals don't have any starters, in my opinion, aside from David Johnson. I think David Johnson should still be in your lineup. He's going to get a lot of work. The uh, Lions have not been particularly good against running backs. They've been a little bit better since they traded for Snacks Harrison, but they're still not elite or anything like that. It's nothing that would scare me from starting a guy like David Johnson. Other than that, I don't think you're playing a single other Cardinal. <laughs> The Los Angeles Rams at the Chicago Bears. You're obviously playing Todd Gurley despite a brutal matchup. The Bears are one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Uh, But they do give up a lot of yards to opposing backs through the air, so I think Todd can do some damage like that. Uh, I think this is a Jared Goff game where maybe they can't get it going on the ground, so he's going to have to throw a lot. Uh, I'm still starting Cooks and Woods. 
but they both have absolutely brutal matchups against top-end cornerbacks, and I don't really want to mess with Josh Reynolds. It's just a little too deep of a dive for me against a very good defense. Mitch Trubisky is back, and the Rams' run defense isn't very good, so I do really like Tarek Cohen. I think he can do damage on the ground and through the air. Rams aren't great against the run. Uh, Mitch was great before. He missed two games due to injury, so I like him. I like Allen Robinson as well as he's had his best games with Mitch under center, and he's got a pretty good matchup. The uh, Rams secondary, while they do have a keep to lead back, still has not been fantastic. Uh, I like Taylor Gabriel as well. He's He's got a nice matchup on paper, so I'm going to take a chance on those Chicago Bears wide receivers today because they're going to have to score some points to keep up with the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> The Minnesota Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle secondary was very good early in the year, but they've been pretty bad over the last month and a half. So I do like Kirk Cousins a lot. Clearly love Stefan Diggs. Clearly love Adam Thielen. Uh, they are absolute locks. Kyle Rudolph, yet again, is a trash football player. Do not put him in your lineup. I don't want any part of him. Dalvin Cook averaged nine yards a carry last week, and the Seahawks' run defense is pretty bad. So he's definitely got a shot to get a lot of work today. I like Dalvin Cook a lot. Love Russell Wilson this week, even though it's a brutal matchup. The Vikings, other than the game against the Rams, the Vikings have been absolutely elite in every category, defensive category, including including running, receiving, all of it. They've been fantastic, but Trey Waynes might be out in this one, which should help a lot. Trey Waynes is actually having a very nice season when he's been healthy, uh, and the Vikings are superb against opposing passers and pass catchers, but Tyler Lockett is having a breakout year. And he will see a lot of Trey Waynes if Trey Waynes is healthy. But if Trey Waynes does not play in this game, Tyler Lockett's going to have a much better matchup. So I think Tyler Lockett, even if Trey Waynes does play, Tyler Lockett's still definitely in play for me. Doug Baldwin is questionable, and I don't love him. He's been inconsistent all season. He's been injured all season. So I'm not taking a risk on Doug Baldwin. Tyler Lockett's really the only pass catcher that I'm willing to take a risk on for the Seattle Seahawks. And the Vikings run defense is elite. So I don't really like Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, or Mike Davis. They don't get enough work to start any of them. Like, you you can. Pass catching running backs have had success against the Vikings, but not enough. Not, not None of these guys have, have enough work in the passing game to make me think that I could start one of them and hope that they can win me and win me a game and advance me to the next round of the fantasy playoffs. So I am not taking a chance on those guys. But that is all of our matchups for the week. And my sleeper, we've only got a couple more minutes, so we got to burn through these. Uh, Ty Montgomery. I love, love, love Ty Montgomery against the Chiefs today. Chiefs are at the bottom of the league with the likes of the Falcons against pass-catching running backs. Gus Edwards doesn't get any work in the passing game whatsoever. So if the Ravens find themselves down a couple scores early in this one, we could see a lot of Ty Montgomery. I told you earlier, think back to the uh, Browns game against the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Duke Johnson had his best game of the season. He had nine catches for 78 yards and two touchdowns. So I like Ty Montgomery a lot. I think he's got potential to definitely get in the end zone and do some damage through the air against the Chiefs. And my streamer, I know it's crazy, but the matchup is good. I like Zay Jones a lot. I really like Zay Jones. Zay Jones, he's got really he's got a good matchup against the Jets, who are absolutely terrible against opposing wide receivers. He had eight receptions for 93 yards and a touchdown against them a couple of weeks ago. And he had a monster game last week. He had over 100 yards or he had like 67 yards and two touchdowns last week. So I do like Zay Jones. I, I know I know it's a Bills player, and I've been absolutely trashing the Bills all season long, but I am willing to take a risk on Zay Jones today, especially if you went up against Derrick Henry and you find yourself in that in that massive hole 
to start the week in the fantasy postseason. I know, I know it's a risk, but I like Zay Jones a lot. And as far as my bus go, I could be 100% wrong on this. I, I mean, it appears to be a good matchup on paper, but I don't like Sterling Shepard at all. I just have a bad feeling about it. He's going to get a ton of looks because Odell Beckham isn't playing, but he hasn't topped 37 yards in five consecutive games, and he's only got one, one single 100-yard game on the season. I just don't like him at all. I, I, just don't, I just don't think that Sterling Shepard is going to do enough damage in the passing game, and I don't trust Eli Manning, so I'm not willing to take a risk on Sterling Shepard whatsoever. It's just not worth it to me. I'm scared to risk my fantasy season on a guy like Sterling Shepard. Um, we got about a minute left, so so let, let's talk about Derrick Henry for a second because we we generally like to go back over the Thursday matchup and see how it can influence the rest of the season. Uh, as we spoke with Brian Johnson a little bit, Derrick Henry is not going to be an every week starter. Like if you if you got into the postseason with Derrick Henry, odds are you're you're a a lower seeded team who barely snuck into the fantasy postseason because Derrick Henry was your starter all year and he was absolutely terrible. But then he found a way to get it done in this matchup. But that does not mean that Derrick Henry should be a lock in your lineup every week moving forward. He does have some nice matchups, so I think you can play the matchups with him a little bit. But just because he did it in one game, that's the greatest game Derrick Henry's ever going to have in his career. So if you survive in advance and Derrick Henry was your starting running back, I guess you're going to roll with him the rest of the season and just hope that he continues to do it. I just can't imagine that he's got a whole whole hell of a lot more 100-yard games, multiple touchdowns in him. Like I, I just don't trust him. And, and as far as the Jags go, there's not an offensive player for the Jacksonville Jaguars that you should start the rest of the season. I mean, Leonard Fournette, okay, but everybody else on the bench. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. Coming up next. Pride.com, Pete Sweeney.